because there's some deep potholes in there, and and that'll ruin your vehicle. So, yeah, it's deep. It's deep. Um, other than that, yeah, we've got we've got our new facility, and um, one of the things that um, we are con in a continual process is um, finding space for everything, which means getting rid of stuff. And one of the things that we, or two things that we need to get rid of is uh, the fridge and the, and the microwave that's back there. So free to a good home, um, it's gotta be gone this week. So if you want it or you know somebody that could use it, uh, contact us um, any, any of the ways that, that you know how to contact us. Um, otherwise, I'm just gonna call somebody. What? That's right. I, yeah, now I have the, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, one, one of the, the things that um, was a huge blessing was when we contacted the Cross Training Center, they took like all the stuff. And that, so that, that's gonna be my first call. Um, they walked off with the, one of our carts and that was my fault. And I need to get that back from them anyway. So we'll do a little exchange here. Uh, so speaking of our facility, we now have opportunities. I know you guys have been itching to, to get involved somehow. <laughs> you love being able to work behind the scenes. We've got carpets to vacuum. We've got windows to clean. We've got bathrooms to, you know, freshen up. So if those are things that are of interest to you, again, let us know. We'll, we'll, we'll get keys into people's hands and um, get, get a schedule worked out and make sure that's happening. Right now, uh, I, we've got a, a short video about a new thing that, that we're getting to do that we signed up with. Oh, you know what? Let me talk about it real quick. So, oh, good job, Liz. She paused it right, right on the money. So uh, Vineyard USA um, has partnered with a company called Right Now Media, which is a library of Christian videos and they used to you know send DVDs out and now they've got a, a website and it's a way it, it's Bible studies it's topical studies it's videos uh, you know funny videos it's kids shows that kind of thing and um, in a way to address the the difficulty of you know getting together and and growing together as believers, um, the Vineyard USA has worked out a deal where we get a discount when we sign up with Right Now Media, and we did that. What that means is everyone in our church has access to it. If we've got your email address, you're going to get access to it, and if we don't, let us give it to us, and we'll we'll get you access to it. Um, so we got a, a quick video. We'll let you get more information. So. Mm -hmm. Welcome to our study of the Gospel of John. I have fallen in love with the work of Paul as I've studied the book of 1 Corinthians, and I believe you will too. This is where Jesus taught in Capernaum. And you have to understand this scene. The Lord is my shepherd. And over the next six weeks, we're gonna look deeply into the 23rd Psalm. Right now, media. It's for groups. It's for personal devotion. It's for parents. The bullseye of parenting is to raise children who become like Jesus. It's for kids. This is Phil. We're digging into the Bible, which, as we've mentioned, is more than just a book. It's for tough times. So when you recognize that you're trying to have a conversation with your spouse and they're not ready to talk, it's not helpful to keep pressing right. them. It's for every phase of life. If you've made mistakes with money, you know what that makes you? Over 12. And now, it's yours. We've purchased a Right Now Media subscription for everyone in our church. So check your inbox for the digital invitation and download the app for instant access to thousands of biblically-based videos. 
Get equipped. Get inspired. of Jesus. You, you need to provide your email address to the church and then and then we would take care of that. Uh, you can send it to info at info at omahavineyard.org You can do that too. She, that's, that's what she does. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's do this before we jump into our message. Let's let's we're going to spend some time praying and praying for the sick because we've we've got we've got folks that are sick. Uh, we've got um, Kip Gibbons who who says he's over the fever and the aches. It's just fatigue that he's recovering from it. Uh, he uh, I think it was last. Friday, I think I, I reached out to him, and he mentioned he'd, he'd gotten tested. Um, and then uh, the Johnsons, Scott is in recovery, um, but he needs a lot of care, and Judy's, you know, providing that care. That's putting a, no. That's right, that's right. And and so they, they've got a lot to juggle in terms of her work and care for Scott, so they're looking at some type of resources for that. So, um, and then the president and the staff are, got corona, so um, I'll start, open it up to anybody else, and I'm, I'm gonna really enjoy this part. <laughs> I love praying with, with others. Heavenly Father, we, we come to you, we come to you as a great physician and as the one who loves us. And we just ask for your kingdom to break through into the lives of those who we know are sick. And we ask you to heal them with your mighty power in the power of your name, Jesus Christ. Lord, we just ask for your protection in this place. As we begin to gather, Lord, uh, the, the risks may increase. And so, Lord, we pray for protection. We pray for, um, we pray for your protection, Lord, that, um, that this uh, virus that's going around and really lots of other strains of stuff that is real devastating, God, we just we just ask for your protection, Lord. And we lift up to you, Kip, and the Gibbons family, as uh, he's gotten COVID nineteen, and um, pray for. His wife Dana, who's caring for him, and his son Josiah. Um, 
daughter's she's got allergies, but we all do. Oh, we're all suffering, Lord. We want kingdom come, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. Um, pray for Scott and Judy um, as they for a bet and her kids, Lord, that they would also be mm, just full of grace and patience and wisdom, Lord, that their kids would be wise and full of love and care, um, and that a bet would be hopefully from two raising those kids and dealing with everything she's dealing with. Pray for favor for their family. pray for our leaders, Lord. We pray for uh, our president and his wife and his staff to come down with this stuff and not knowing what, you know, how serious it is. And we just ask for for you. We ask you, come in. Come into these situations. Come into these scenarios. Come into these circumstances. You are above all. everything, Lord, we just lean into you. We lean into you and your goodness and your presence. We claim your promises and we ask you to guide us as we work out becoming more like you. Amen. something about Ephesians. And we are starting a, a series through the book of Ephesians today. And um, <clears throat> there's six chapters in Ephesians. We're going to take uh, it apart by kind of like theme. So we're going to do seven weeks because there's, there's at the end of five, it kind of, you know, goes into first of chapter six and then so we're going we're gonna to take seven weeks uh, to look through the book of Ephesians. Last week, we were, or two weeks ago, we were with a family that we loved dearly. And uh, Nick and I got to be a part of um, a men's study group. They are also going through the book of Ephesians. And uh, they started in February. 
and we got in, we were looking at Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse, no, it was, it was 10, wasn't it? We didn't get that far. We took an hour, we got through two and a half verses. So, there's different ways to study scripture. <laughs> um, but it, it, it was really great to be around this, this big kitchen table and they got their concordances and they got their Greek translations out. They're interlinear, so it's got, you know, Greek and English and then like, you know, translations of each word out, out of context and it doesn't sound like a sentence. It's just you know, a bunch of words. Anyway, it was really, it was really cool. <clears throat> um, we are going to be reading these, these, you know, in a lot of cases, these full chapters, and drawing out, okay, what, what's the takeaway for, for us, for today, for what God is saying through the um, Apostle Paul to the church in Ephesus, I'm going to ask the Lord to join us real quickly here. And then we'll jump in. Lord, we thank you for your, your Bible. We thank you for your word. We thank you that it's alive today. And God, we pray praise. We thank you. We can be expectant that you will speak to us today through your word. Don't let us go. Amen. Amen. Okay, so <clears throat> the uh, uh, most of Paul's most of Paul's letters are letters as an apostle, as a pastor, as a church planter to city churches. Um, in the, I, I think you know, the, the historical context would be in a lot of these. Um, Greek cities, or cities around the world, other than Jerusalem, or even in Jerusalem, there would be a temple or a synagogue, and that's where the, the Jews would, you know, get their learning, etc. Well, Paul would, would go to the, those synagogues first, and he'd preach Jesus, and you know, some people would be like, wow, we want to learn more about this Savior that, you know, we've been, we've been reading about in, you know, the Old Testament for all of our lives, and then some other people would get upset, kick them out. But then these, these churches, these groups of followers of Jesus would be planted. And so he would, he would write to them as a way to uh, continue their education, address issues. Uh, the nice thing about the church in uh, Ephesus is that there's not like some major issues that he has to address. So it's it really is a lot of reminders and doctrine and um, just encouragement. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about the the city of Ephesus. So Ephesus was the capital of proconsular Asia. So what that means is Rome conquered a whole bunch of territories. Asia was one of them. And so the province of, the Roman province of Asia, which included modern-day Turkey, the city of Ephesus was the capital of that province for Rome. Does that make sense? Okay. So it was about a mile inland from the eastern portion of the Aegean Sea. Port city, so, you know, lots of traffic, lots of people going there. Uh, a great theater seating about 50,000 people was located there. Uh, also, one of the seven wonders of the world is there. It's the Temple of Diana, or Artemis. Um, and then next to Jerusalem and Antioch, Ephesus proved to be a very powerful springboard uh, for influencing the world for Christ. And, and it makes sense. If it's a, a, a major city, lots of people going there to visit these, you know, Temples and, and whatever, and there's a port there. Um, get a lot of get a lot of traffic, I, and that's one thing I'm really excited about. This place, we 
got cost cutters on one side, we got China songs, and we were here all day, and man, cars just keep coming in and getting their their food. We have a lot of exposure here that I'm kind of excited about. Anyway, <clears throat> all right, so Paul's history with the city and the people. So Paul visited Ephesus during his second missionary journey, and then he spent three years in Ephesus on his third tour. He exerted so much influence there that idol makers, there were these silversmiths that would make idols of Diana, they became worried and incited a riot against him because the Christian church was taking business away from them. That's, that's the level of influence that the gospel had in the city of Ephesus. Praise the Lord. So we're, there's 23 verses. If you want to open up your Bibles, I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation today. Um, Paul talks about spiritual blessings. He also talks about, you know, and specifically, spiritual wisdom. So those are the kinds of things. Isn't that nice to, to, to receive <laughs> from the Lord today? I'll be reminded of, of his, his gifts and his blessings. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God <clears throat> to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I'm writing to God's holy people in Ephesus who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. May God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered us, I'm sorry, he has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles, we Gentiles, have also heard the truth, the good news, that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. We're going to take a break right there. So I, I expected this gathering to be a little bit more intimate. Uh, I was talking with our area pastor, and he said that um, they've been meeting in person for several months, and their attendance on Sunday mornings is, is around 20%, and I'm glad to announce we have matched that. <laughs> oh. Uh, 
the other thing that he mentioned, which I, I am happy to say we, we are also matching, is that giving isn't 20%. Giving has stayed the same. Uh, and that's at the church in, in Overland Park, Kansas. And that is also true here at the Omaha Vineyard Church. So thank you. Well done. I forgot to mention giving. Uh, before we do have our offering boxes here, we'll have to figure out how to how to collect uh, physical checks again. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> so I, I presume that this would be a, a more intimate uh, gathering. And so I, I, I wanted to make it as interactive as possible. So we, we read verses 1 through 14. And we've got this revelation, right? That God's great master plan to bring everything together under Christ as the head. And we as the church are the body of Christ on earth and have a part in his plan. So <clears throat> if you need to refer back to uh, the, the words, tell me what, what did you hear? What did you hear Paul say about his title, um, about our adoption? into God's family? What, what, did you, what did you guys catch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, super cool. What, what, what precipitated that? How did, how did we achieve that? That's right. Yeah, that's right. What Christ did for us. And what precipitated that? That's right. God's plan, God's solution, our benefit, our blessing, our receiving. Yeah, our adoption. Wonderful. And what are some uh, adjectives that Paul uses to describe God in, in these verses? It's, it's, I guess it's more, you know, it's all over the place. The ones that I picked out were his grace, his kindness. He says that a couple of times. He's good. He saves. And then last little question. We'll, we'll go on to the next section. We'll ask you. What, what did you hear about like, gifts and blessings that are given by God? We've already talked about one is inheritance. What other gifts and blessings have we received? Do we receive from the Lord? Mm hmm. Yeah. What 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 did Paul talk about here in these first couple of verses? Yeah, we'll we'll figure out a way to do that. <laughs> okay. So one of the big ones is His Holy Spirit. So verse 13 and 14. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. And guys, Today, I think we have a, a much more open mind in terms of who is in God's family, right? I don't think we see people and, and say, well, they, they can't be in God's family. They don't look right or they don't act right or whatever the case is. When Paul wrote this, who, who, who was taught their whole lives that they were God's people? That's right. That's right. Yeah, the Israelites were the chosen people. And then Christ ascended and the Holy Spirit came. And he came not just for the Jews because of their lineage. 
he descended on Gentiles. Those who were other than the Israelites. What an incredible display of grace. What, imagine what it would be like. I know this is going to be a, a, a tough one. Imagine what it would be like to, to believe you were special <laughs> and certain things were only for you and then all of a sudden they're for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's good news for those who are outside. For those that are inside, that might be a harder, a harder pill to swallow. I like that. Hurt your nose out of joint. That is true. That is true. And yeah, there, there's uh, several books in the Bible that are dedicated to um, the attempted eradication of uh, the Jewish people. How dare you? What makes you so special? Right? Okay. So um, so we'll, we'll actually unpack that a little bit more in a couple of, of chapters. Let's go on into, we're going to be reading verses 15 through 20 real quick here. Ever since I heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believed him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. We're going to stop right there. So, <clears throat> In Paul's prayer for the Ephesians, what, what kinds of things is, is he asking the Lord for, for them? Hmm? Wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, he, and, he, and then he explains what he wants, what his desire is for that wisdom. And what, what is that? What, what's that wisdom for? What are we trying to gain with that wisdom? Hope and knowledge of who God is. Isn't that great? Uh, you know, um, I am kind of getting reminded by the Lord um, that. You know, if if we're if we as a church are telling you know people, love God, love others. I mean that's I mean that is a command, but it sounds like you know kind of like we were saying, what makes you so special? Why why do I, why 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 would I you know love God? Well, when you know God <laughs> and you recognize and receive and embrace who He is. And how different we are, and how much He loves us, and how much He sacrificed for us. Then He fills us with His love, and that is what we can love Him with and love others with. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I love people that I don't like at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I just, uh, I, I love that, you know, I pray that your hearts would be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he has called. And then, again, again, not just the Israelites, but the Gentiles are his holy people. 
we are his rich and glorious inheritance. Pray that you'll understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. Isn't that encouraging today? You know, we are bombarded and inundated with talking points and talking heads and this this extreme no this extreme right we're trying to be i'm unique because i reject all this other stuff and we're stuck like what how do i love right i don't, I don't like any of this how do i love in the middle of this hmm. and again it has nothing to do with our ability to do anything on our own it's all God's plan and God's gift and his love. Mm. Okay. Spiritual wisdom and insight to grow in the knowledge of God. Okay. So now we're going to, we're going to, um, we're going to pick up, we're going to go back one verse to verse 19 and, and go through the end. And, and this is where Paul brings his focus to Jesus. Okay, here we go. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Now that, that last verse can almost sound like deism, right? Oh, God is in the chair. God is in the TV. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Anywho. I, I love, I mean, so he, he starts out with this, Paul starts out with this prayer for us to understand God's power. And then he just kind of gets caught up with who Jesus is, right? <laughs> And it's, and it's, you know, what he's saying is that it's through God's power that Christ is in authority over all. What, what an interesting um, thing to try and understand, right? So, and that's the mystery of the, of the Trinity. I, I can't figure it out. So, three at the same time that there's one, and so... God puts himself above all. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough, thing, tough thing to try and, and understand, let alone try and explain. So how does this work? <laughs> how does this work? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... <clears throat> Uh, so here, here's a question I, I, I wrote out. Who is worthy of honor and glory and praise and worship? Chatter? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus is. Yeah. He, like, like Sherry said, God laid out the plan and Jesus rose to it. He was fully obedient. Right? Absolutely. If there's any way that this cup can pass from me, may it be so, but not my will, but yours be done. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. But he did it. But he did it. And it's because he fell in love with who God was in love with, which is us. And, and, and I love what, what, he, what Paul is saying about the church, right? God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him the head over all things for our benefit. We are his body. 
And we are made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. <clears throat> are we doing good? <laughs> yeah, he probably wrote this from prison. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? What, what that draws me to is Paul really, I mean, he made himself like Christ, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And that's our, that's what God is calling us to as well. That's what Christ is calling us to. Come follow me. And Paul said to some guys, follow me as I follow Christ. So, what, what's our takeaway from today? God makes everything work out according to his plan. Thanks. <laughs> so, I, I, at, uh, I'll tell you a little story. So, there was a point at which our church was, you know, going through something. I, I think it was, it was a, a move, right? And I was like, God, you know, I'm trying to, like, come up with this. This scenario, you know, make this happen. Oh, oh, and then, then make this happen. And, you know, could you do all, all this stuff? This is my idea. And I felt like the Lord says to me, hold on. Don't you think I've got a plan? And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's so patient. He's so good. God is our source for everything. He's the one with the plan. He's the one with the with the delivery system, right? He's got all these all these gifts, right? Ask him for spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. Human wisdom and earthly wisdom does not increase your knowledge of God. God increases your knowledge of God. He has put all things under the authority of Christ and made Christ the head over all things for the benefit of the church. We are his body and we are made full and complete by Christ. So <clears throat> how do we how do we ingest that? How do we make that a part of our life, our walk, right? What about you, right? How, how do you take these images of God's goodness and graciousness and blessing and apply them in your walk? What should your response be when you see and hear of God's great master plan and Jesus being far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else? In the words that God gave to us at the beginning of the year, during our Friday night prayer meetings, don't work so hard. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> don't worry. Let Jesus Christ be the authority and the head of your life, your job, your relationships, your money, your church, your future, your path. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there, there's absolutely a struggle. And, and so let, let's just bring our, our focus back to God has a plan. God has a plan. So what do you do? I'm going to encourage you. Trust God's plan. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him for insight. And that's how we can discover, okay, where... What steps do I take? Yeah. 
Exactly. Ask him for understanding. Ask him for him. Because what's, what's one of those blessings? What's one of those gifts? The Holy Spirit. God, Jesus' Spirit living in us. That is true, too. You run ahead. <laughs> yeah. Humbly and in the proper and correct posture, honor and worship Jesus Christ as the one in authority over all things. This is the kind of thinking and attitude that leads to what is called an abiding life, where all day, all of your decisions and attitudes are submitted to the headship of Jesus Christ with the goal of becoming conformed to him, including timetables. Hmm? So what does it look like when we, as Omaha Vineyard Church, submit to and take all of this to heart? And I came up with these two, and I'm sure there's, there's more. Corporately, as the church, as the body of Christ, we do two things. To quote Ephesians 1.3, we give all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. As a church, we continue to bring our focus back to our Father God, and we thank him for blessing us and for the gift of being united with Christ. That's his gift to us. We remember it. We preach it. We pray it. We encourage one another with it. And we step out in faith to live it out as a church. That's, that's how we make our decisions. Number two, we trust God. So 1 verse 11 ends with, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. A very scary virus spreads across the globe and we can't meet in person. Trust God. Our lease is terminated because the building that we've been meeting in is being torn down. Trust God. <laughs> Timetables, remember? Yeah. Our online service gets hacked. Trust God. All of our stuff won't fit in our new space. Trust God. We haven't figured out, or we haven't gathered in over six months, and everyone has our own unique risk levels and health concerns and unique perspectives on staying in, going out, gathering together, how we're all going to be in community, how we trust God. He makes everything work out according to his plan. Heavenly Father, screw that light bulb in to our, our minds, our hearts, our souls. That as we face life circumstances moment by moment, day by day, we continue to bring them to you. And we trust you. You have a plan. And the incredible gift and grace is that you chose us to be part of your plan. We trust you. We submit to your plan. Give us strength and patience and wisdom and humility to glorify you with our obedience to your plan. Mm. Does anyone have a word or a scripture or I wrote down something else? A prophecy for us today from those of us gathered here.
and online. Throw it in the chat. Mm, I always want to make space for hearing from the Lord directly. We hear from the Lord through his word, yes. But like I said, we, we, we have his spirit in us. He can speak to us today. We expect to hear from him today. But we try to keep the discomfort to a minimum. Okay. Well, let me pronounce our blessing over us. This is from Numbers chapter 6. I'm going to read the whole thing so it's in context because I think it's beautiful. And I'm going to find a way to put it on here with the quotes, right? So then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. End quote. 